You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Konbanwa, Anime Otaku Show in Yokosu. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go supporta o kimishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Hi, everybody. It's going to be a long night. I really read Justin's name is Judith. Hi, Combo Wabi. <laughs> this is the Anime Otaku Show, episode number 15. I am your host, CJ, the Explosion Boat. And joining me tonight, of course, are Josh. You'd be cuter if you bled just a little bit. Grass. I have my blood under control. Thank you. Carrie. Unrehearsed amateurs. Wilcox. Hello. Delbert enters the fray. Sand. What's up? That was almost a dab. Justin would be almost, but it was (laughs) it was a charge. And Judith, I don't dislike that part of you, Carol. Why am I Judith now? How did how did this show get to episode (laughs) fifteen? And, of course, keeping us all alive on the back end, mostly, is Raul the Gift Garza. Oh, man. I, okay. The Gift. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> oh, really? I, I like bestowal more, which is a, an alternate translation, but the, the Gift. The, um, the, the fan scans that I read call it the Blessing. Oh, right. That's good too. I, I really like the gift, though. It's fantastic. The gift. Uh, hey, Delbert. Yo, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight we are doing episodes eighteen and nineteen in season three of Food Wars, for whom and Declaration of War. Uh, episodes six and seven of season three of My Hero Academia, Roaring Upheaval, and what a twist! And of course, my nipples. Oh, sorry, <laughs> nani, nani. And of course, which is going to take up most of the podcast, uh, Darling in the Franks, episode seventeen and eighteen, Eden and When the Sakura Blooms. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so let's food wars it up, you guys. Uh. May I? Okay. So has anybody here ever actually had bear? I have not. It's one of the few meats that I have not actually eaten. I wanna... As I move away from eating meat, I doubt I will ever eat it. Man, it's just like they made it sound so tasty, and Ry- I don't, I don't want to think about eating a bear because bears are cute. Rhino is eating bears. It she is not lives tasty. in Maine. She has to wrestle them to get to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> bears and moose. We went through this. No, you ride the moose to work, and That's then you Canada. joust. You no, you joust with the bears while riding the moose. They're only, close enough to Canada. Only Canadians are. No, and being that does not count because that may not even be meat. <laughs> no, no, it does not count. All right, um, yeah, you're right. Like they, they did a very good job at trying to make bear sound appetizing, but man, 
No. I mean, they did equal parts trying to make bears sound appetizing as well as making people never want to eat bear. Right? Like, you have right. to be this level to even think about maybe even trying possibly bear. <laughs> if you can cook many, bear, you are magic. How many levels of bear are you on? I don't know. Five are or you, six? Yeah. You are like baby. <laughs> on a scale of one to bear, how are you? <laughs> yes. The answer is flying yes. bear, flying angel bears. See, don't look at me, I'm just under bear. Yeah, you uh, got a good one in the Josh. chat, too. Sounds grisly. Is <laughs> <laughs> frozen patty. bear burger yeah. a polar patty? Oh! Yes, Mbeam. yes, it is. <laughs> Mbeam bringing the Josh to the chat. <laughs> so, a funny thing about bear is that it is actually. Quite grisly, and grisly. And apparently, apparently very gamey. Yes, it is very gamey. Well, most like large woodland animals are gamey and smelly. Like venison takes a lot of preparation to make good. Like, and that was, and that was, of course, the uh, the point of the episode. Yeah, is is hey, you're going against the Spice King. Guess what? You've got a master. Step it up, and and he even makes a comment about it that like every time he has to do something. Just by Mage and I were in Orlando at the same time, and we could we did not meet up. (laughs) Two ships passing in the night. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like the. Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys talk. Yeah, for some reason, I mean, every time. Well, I know it's part of the story, but every time he faces him, it has to be spices. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is a cooking show, and yeah. it wouldn't be much of and a conflict he, otherwise. And he is facing. Yeah, he's facing the king of spices. So of well, course, he's gonna be that, spices that, that, every that's time the thing. He's a specialist. Yeah. And a specialist about a thing that can get pretty fussy. He's yeah. a special spice flake. <laughs> You, you might say he's trying to curry some favor. <laughs> he's the... Uh, I was trying it? to come about with something about Masala, but I just couldn't... I I, I couldn't nod it out. Okay. Masala. <laughs> Ma very solid. He's no... He's, his nose is good, but he's not going to save anyone. He's no Masala. <laughs> <laughs> he's a prospective <laughs> member of the Spice World. Come on. Okay, we are joking right now because we need to front load the laughs for this episode. I think Josh, I think Justin's a little salty. Hey, you are correct. He knew what he was getting into this season. (laughs) I'm out. Bye. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm just peppering in some flavor context. You bastards. Somewhere in Texas, <laughs> out of nowhere, Felix just goes, God damn it, and doesn't know why. Raul's door is about to break down with Felix just going, God damn it! <laughs> Happened again! Uh, um, oh my God. I mean, but coming is nobody's surprise because, you know, the, sh- the manga is still ongoing. Uh, yeah, there's no way Sohan's going to lose. <laughs> I do love how he, uh, how he, how, um, how Kuga was just like, yeah, you can use these guys however you want. <laughs> yes. So he uses them to get everything, like, 
the berries, the honey, the the berries. Yeah. Work, my slave boys, my body, body slave boys. Run, you Chinese RS people. We're gonna go back to tomorrow. No. And but like that's uh, what he what Soma does is that he actually goes out and sees the habitat this animal lives in, so he can get a better feel for it. He cares about the product that he's making. Like you can make comments, and I've heard. Believe me, I follow the I follow some of the fandom. You can make comments about Soma all you want, but he cares about his craft. He's no, a he's not a great boy. Person. He's not a great person, but that's not what this show is about. He's just he's just a good good cook boy. Yes, and not a great anything else boy. Hey, hey, hey! He's loyal. He is loyal as fuck, and he was does... a dog. He's a cooking dog. Hey, there is a literal YouTube channel called Cooking with Dog. Rest in peace. That dog passed away a couple months ago, but they still make videos from the past. It's hit me right here in the feels, okay? You're welcome. So, so Soma, Soma cares a lot about his friends, but he also cares more about cooking than being a functional human being. Yes. Basically. You're, you're not so wrong. He's not, he's not a bad person. He's just not good at following social norms sometimes focused that's about the right of it yeah he's got he's got the cooking blinders on yeah i mean aren't most i want to say the i don't want blinders are a pair of spatulas <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to say he's a savant but i mean like aren't most geniuses like that they're like very one-tracked Oh yeah. Well, One I mean, thinking about like uh, most of the characters in the show, like Erina, and um, well, we know what she got her mind on. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we do. And Joey Churro even mentions that, like previously, when he's been on the show, is like Soma was not born a genius cook. The reason yeah, work he's hard. so fucking good is because he focused on it singularly and busted his ass to get good. And yeah. it did, and and it also helped that he had like the best chef in the world helping, uh, training him. You mean kicking yeah. his ass? And yeah, completely and teaching. totally kicking his ass over and over. Yeah, again. I, I I wouldn't say he uh, he was actually training his son. He just his son was picking up that shit as he was watching. No, it was, it was resistance training at that point. Right. Yeah. And He's then like, we no, find out. Teach you. <laughs> we find out in the next episode. Well, he wins. We 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 already know that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's two. The series is ongoing. Sohan can't win. They can't and lose. We discover a new ability, <laughs> for, uh, uh, evolution of the chest bursting, <sighs> the bare chest uh, <sighs> when you taste something. Uh, that was that was the best part of that episode. The gift. The gift. We, the gift. But wait, we haven't tried it with the sauce yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, like, again, like, the girls didn't stop with the little girls. Like, seriously. It wouldn't be a standard etchy Japanese anime. Without... I don't care. Like, you can, you can lewd Aaron all you want, but, like, it wouldn't be a Japanese etchy anime without little girls. Um. I, I almost want to, you know, link the, uh, police girl uh the little girl in the police car patting the seat come on 
Come on. But yeah, so uh, we also find out a little bit more about Hayama's motivations. Go figure. Yeah, it's all about June. Him, Oedipus Spice. <laughs> hey, they're you know, not, not biological. with that Spice Girl. <laughs> um, and June was fucking pissed at him for doing it. Oh, yeah. She wanted him to stand by his friends and bond with people his own age and have an actual life. And he threw away everything she wanted for him to save an empty lab. And she was not okay with that. Yeah, and like she she comes up and just smacks him. Yeah, literally. Like I I, I don't know if it was just my stream. But it looked like she kind of jumped up because she's like half his size. Looked like she yeah. fell back down like after she uh, smacked I'm, him. Yeah, I, I'm sure she back. jumped. Yeah, because he's taller than Soma, so. <laughs> I mean, and he's also a first year, so first year of high school is what, 15? 16, probably at this point? Uh, No, first year of high school. No, it is 16. Right? Yeah, Japan is. I thought it was 15. I. But... You you turn sixteen in your second in your first year because it's um their first year is our sophomore year, right? Oh yeah, because they only have three years, right? Correct. Yeah, because their middle school is longer. Yeah. So uh, we get a big surprise at the uh, in the second episode. Yeah. And suddenly in a Jory Chiro. Yeah, so fun fact, as we were watching the end uh, the end credits of episode 18, Josh is sitting there talking about how this is going to be resolved in a massive, gigantic shokugeki and how Soma's dad's probably going to show up to smack Azami around a little bit. And I, who read the manga, was trying so fucking hard to keep a straight face and not respond to anything he was saying in a way that would spoil it. Right. So this is kind of one of the issues that I have with this kind of format, by the way, where the the manga is so far ahead of everything. And again, when we eventually cover SDS, 7DS, I'm going to have the same issue. It's like, I mean, Game of Thrones is a good one that I can use. Reading the books spoils me ahead of time on what i'm seeing yeah there may be some differences but it's like but i can't but it's hard for me to have a conversation where it's like oh yeah directly referencing the two source materials mm -hmm. and and then i'm i wasn't you know planning on going into the manga i just wanted to mention that he accurately called pretty much exactly what was going to happen in that episode and i thought that was great <laughs> well i mean the writing was on the wall was the thing right yeah. because we know at this point in time that Soma's plot armor is unrivaled. Yes. Except when it's not. Well, he wasn't wearing the plot armor then. Right. The plot armor was off being polished for the next time that he needed it. The plot yeah, armor is right. unrivaled for when he's wearing it. Yeah. When he when he needs it. But I mean or, it, or when that's, the plot requires it to go other ways. It's but the shonen it's the shonen plot armor. Like it, when they started showing the montage of every single other character we've had in the franchise so far, falling in culinary yeah. combat. Well done like, on those, by the way. Like I liked that a lot. 
it's like, okay, so obviously because it's Soma, he's going to have to save his friends and do something bullshitty where he basically shokugeki's out of their expulsions. Yeah. So they said that they're going for five of the seats. Well, they already have one because Arena is still a seat. Yeah. Right. So they so, are aiming to collect four more. So, I yeah, mean, they have it. three of them there. Who would be the fifth? Um, they're probably banking on Rindo. Yeah. yeah. Because There's Rindo is chaotic much. neutral. Yeah. She just wants to see what happens when you stir the pot. She just wants to see how fun it can be. As she specifically said when they found out that uh, Todoroki did, or Todoroki. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, different show, my dude. I mean, whatever. But when it, when they found out that those two did not get uh, expelled, she's just like, yeah, she, I honestly just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah, she she's the Orochimaru. Yeah. One hundred percent. And then the, I, uh, and then we we, um, it's revealed that. Um, Soma's father never really wanted to send him to the... To, I think he said school. that before. Yeah, Did that he? was shown before. Oh, yeah. okay. Because they flashed back previously to um, to Ji-san begging Joichiro to send Soma there, specifically to save Arena. Yeah. I, there I may still... or may not be an arranged marriage in the works for those two. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm, I'm still very much a fan of uh, Sinzai Mon as a character. It's so I, very good. Yeah. I love him. He's best grandpa. Grandpa's best grandpa. Like, he reminds me of the grandpa from the history strongest disciple, Kenichi. Yes. Being, yes. like, arguably the best character. I mean, I, I think that entire blood family is fantastic. <laughs> I want to I mean, see if. I want to see if Arena's mom got the eyebrows too. We so, so many moms we haven't seen. Yeah, we still haven't seen uh, you, uh, Soma's mom. Nope. I have a feeling that that is going to be a key factor in the next arc. Um, or it just could be the fact that Joey Trua fucked a pie and came out with Soma. Hey, that <laughs> wouldn't be a surprise to me. So he is magic. I mean, he might have actually fucked the pie. We don't know yet. So <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so well, g- given Sex given that it's Joey Trua, the pie the may pie. have come on to him. Sex with the pie. Yes, because everybody wants that Joey Trua dick. <laughs> oh, and like his personality is like time. almost exactly like Soma. Oh yeah, like he <laughs> takes nothing serious. And it's 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 good because it kind of shows you that like hey, these families, I mean, you do tend to grow up acting a lot like those around you. And his dad, while being eccentric, seems like he is a very kind and loving father. So, except yeah. when you know he goes across the goes across the world, just hey, dude, I'm gonna leave you at the school. I know it was a favor and everything, but still, that made me laugh the first time I read the first chapter. Okay, but he's still a better father than Goku. Everyone's a better father than Goku. Goku. Piccolo, my dude. Piccolo is an amazing father. He's a great father and a great grandfather. Make her bunny go hop hop. (laughs) Um, So we find out 
that the reason that Gein was so fucking pissed off when Soma asked if he was part of Central is because the whole reason he was there is he was actively plotting against Central. Yeah. And he, he and Joichiro hatched a plan. Because uh, you can make swords. new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, the other, the is, other gold. is gold. Uh, you've got puns on multiple languages, my dude. Yeah, I do. All right. Um, I mean, and this one is basically just set. I mean, we're doing the training of, you know, I kind of figured it was going to be, hey, um, Aldini and uh, Megumi are going to work really well together. And Gein is just great. <sighs> or not Gein, uh, Dojima. Yeah, Gein. Yeah. Gein. Yeah, Dojima Gein. Yeah, uh, and and their understanding. Dedication. <laughs> um, I, I think I, the best part was was seeing the like beginning of that mock, the mock battle where Aldini and, and Megumi are working together perfectly, and I remembered Megumi. Suddenly, the family is fighting each other. It, it was kind of obvious because those two are water and oil. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I know. Yeah, but straight up. Still funny watching like what people considered the best of the entire thing. Grandpa's fantastic. Uh, Do not be... I will disqualify you! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Team Grandpa, go. The only <laughs> the only person who is able to make Joey Giotto shut the fuck up. Wait, okay, one, he's twice his size in muscle mass alone. Oh, Joey Giotto was pretty shredded. Yeah, man. But Grandpa has been uh, trained this kid. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the same thing as like Selma looking Which, at b- By the way, Grandpa's the head of Totsuki. We need to see his cooking chops at some point. Right? Man, I don't know if they'll ever actually do that. I think, see, I think that if he made something, like actually went all out and made his specialty, as this show describes specialty. The entire, like, all of enti- every single student's clothes would be gone. And they would yeah, go no, back. No, the ultimate be, gift. It would be Evangelion ending where we all just become one. Yeah. Or the people watching. Their, an, their ancestors' clothes will explode. <laughs> <laughs> it would go back to feudal era where uh, Akira Yukihira, boom! Why did my clothes explode? <laughs> it, it's to the point that probably they would be like, all their clothes are gone and they go back to their rooms and their dormitories and they look in their drawers and there is no clothes there's no clothes left there is nothing but fundoshis that's it everything is replaced (laughs) and for some reason one apron one apron for each yes with kuma bear on the front it's like there's collusion (laughs) it was it was all just a plot for ishiki to to sell his uh his kuma bear apron merchandising merchandising he knows how to make the money and right. here we thought that was Azan's specialty the entire time. <laughs> we knew so little. You should well, yeah. learn from the best. <sighs> so the train is moving on. In the, the, the Totsuki train arc, we are training on a train again. Yo, dog. I heard. I heard. I heard, I heard you like training arcs. I heard. I heard you like trains. Uh, talking about animals, let's talk about a uh, a bird. Or is it a plane? 
I think it's, it's a shadow. Soma. Shadow. The dark. Revelry in the dark. Revelry in the dark. As Rhino gets really confused as to why we're all saying that super like <laughs> intently. <laughs> and we get a payoff on that one, man. Welcome to my hero academia. Who boy. Oh boy, there's Exciting a lot of that, that was a good that was a good payout too. Yes. Watching somebody that we were all scared about getting completely destroyed. Yep, in like two seconds. Without even like blinking. Like suddenly he was gone. <clears throat> yeah. So I, so he, I he destroys the, the, the teeth villain, right? Yeah. Moonfish, yes. Yeah. The Moonfish, the yeah. convicted death row killer who, you know, Todoroki and Bakugo both are having a hard time with. Mind you, part of that is because two-thirds of their power set is fire and they're in a forest. Um, but also, you know, two of the best fighters in their class cannot handle this guy because he's so dangerous and Dark Shadow's just like, done. Get out of so here. Donk. Knocks all his teeth out. Um, and Midoriya and is like still... His body's ruined. His body's done. His, his mind... Bo- it's his mind that's still working. And that's what's so great about Midoriya is that his strength is his... Or his his strength of mind is his original superpower in a moment where you have to decide split second, do I save Shoji and, uh, and Tokoyami or do I leave them to do their own thing and go to try and save Bakugo? No, I'm going to use these two, save them by using them as a tool to get to Bakugo, who can then save Tokoyami by yeah. lighting a fire. He, he doesn't do it and, all and by himself that, and, because he knows he can't, but he knows a way to do it. And yeah, yeah. And, and deciding all of that in a split second. Right. Yeah. Like he sees Dark Shadow and he knows that there's stuff happening. He's like, we can use this. <laughs> it's just like, go, I mean, follow me. There's reasons he has all of these, you know, notebooks. He's a smart dude. Yeah, he was originally planning on becoming a superhero without having any powers, just by being able to outthink everybody else. And he yeah. still has that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sad we haven't seen the notebook come up in a little bit. but I mean, it does help that he's got all for one now. That, and he's actually controlling it. One Though, for all. Uh, one for all, sorry. I mean, and, and to be fair, he couldn't really touch the notebooks considering he doesn't have arms at the moment. But the notebooks <laughs> are up here. All in the brain. But it's all in the mind. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's, it is, it's awesome to watch just, hey, you know, I can't do anything except use my brain because, well, <laughs> the only other person here who is on like planning and strategic level with me is Todoroki and he's off his game because he can't do shit about shit right now. Like, yeah. Uh, and so that's, I mean, he, he's completely, you know, he's off his game entirely because my normal response is use my quirk and then think about things. I can't do that. Can't do shit. Um, so I mean, Yodoraka is the only uh, is the only other one who really has proven that she has a great strategic brain, uh, 
Uh, it's obvious that uh, Sue has one, but it's not really been you know shown that yet, except, except for the one time with uh, with uh, Sukuyomi against uh, oh. what's his face ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and they- they're showing that like these guys aren't just their court courts. Yeah, they 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 are thinking, they are adapting. And I think that was the main goal of the whole like training that they were doing was to try and get them to think outside of their own box. Well, this training specifically was supposed to be to strengthen their quirks. It's but yeah, it, that was like, the main all goal. of their training this year has been to like think out of the box too. But I, I think the whole like strengthening their quirk thing, it the main goal was to make them think outside of what they could already do and try to figure out, hey, let's try something new with this. Yeah, that's true. That's why they were trying to strengthen it because you're using the muscle to try and learn. But at the same time, like if you're, you know, doing bicep curls forever, you're not going to actually get any stronger. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to like start punching a bag to figure out how to actually use the muscles. Uh, The muscles. Speaking of Ochako, we got to see her kick some ass thanks to her internship studies. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice moment. Suck, 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 suck. God, she's. Such a fan favorite, but man, she's so crazy. She co- she's so cray. Which I think I mean, I'm not like I'm not like obviously salivating after her because that's not my kind of character. Uh, that's not my kind of waifu. But, yeah. um, but I I like her kind of crazy. Like that is a, that is a that is a fun character to me. That has um, always been a fun character. Yeah. Because every- I like that I like that veiled threaten. Like she's always dangerous because you never know how to work with that kind of thing or work against that kind of thing. I love that in the villain. Wait, uh, which one? Oh, the twice. the uh, the blood one. Yes, yeah. Toga. Oh, Toga. Oh, okay. Toga. Yeah, Toga. Um, also, twice is fantastic. I love uh, twice. twice every every shows up. <laughs> I mean, yay! We have our Deadpool. Um, and I said that not right. knowing anything about the character when I saw him last, and then he started talking. I'm like, yep, there's our Deadpool. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's actually a very interesting character, and they do go more into him later. I, I, I hope so. Like, I, This show does a really good job at making you want to know more about the villains. Like, and, and a villain like Stain is fine, but, you know, this show saying, hey, you have this character who's like Stain, who admittedly not really that great of a character on his own, um, but then... This character will create a fallout. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't win, they will create a fallout. Yeah. And that is something that is never really shown on on television. And and that's the thing is another thing this series is really great about is it treats the world as a living whole. Yeah. You know, there are, there are repercussions for these sort of things. Yeah, like you could take you could take a look at the Tenkaichi Budokai's from DB, uh, from Dragon Ball. You know, the entire world watch a green man beat the ever living shit out of a child. Out of a small child. And it was fine. You in the same world watched a gigantic nine foot tall muscle bound man damn near kill a girl on television and nothing happened with it. Something, something. Oh, anime, you crazy. Yes. Oh, anime. But this show doesn't do that. Like this show is not afraid to say, yeah, 
we know people like Stain will have a cult following. And e even like going back a couple episodes to Muscular. Oh. Yeah. They got I'm in my sorry. way. I'm sorry. I missed that episode. <laughs> Man, I had some feelings about that episode. As oh. everybody should have. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, I think that was actually, uh, aside from something that should happen in, in the last couple of episodes of this season, my favorite chapter in the series. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites as well. Yeah, it, w it was great. Like, and like I said, I mean, it was, and he's literally the wall that, um, Deku had to get over like it ain't because it is him but evil like this is exactly what would happen if All Might was evil or he would turn evil mm -hmm. right and that's a um, great thing and that's again not really something that is ever, usually handled well in these occasionally you get good ones uh Rurouni Kenshin springs to mind with me um with uh Fire Dude I forget his name Chishio yeah, Shishio, the original, well, the guy who wanted to be the Batozai. And, like, yeah. you know, this is what would happen if Kenshin continued his ways. Like, that is a fantastic thing to, to if it's well done. Then you get things like Goku Black that aren't really great. Well, and the great thing about the Kota scene as well is that it wasn't just about Midoriya overcoming basically himself, but this is him being somebody's hero yeah the kids at this point have not had as much of a chance to be heroes like yeah you had the hosu incident and stuff like that where he was fighting to save the city as a whole but this is i think the first time that he's had other than at the very beginning this child will die if i don't stop that man yeah right and, and even then like like his original hero moment was him trying to save bakugo who technically could handle himself yeah. Which which and... doesn't have the same level as saving this little child who has not shown any real manifestation of his powers yet. Saving this little child from his own parents' murderers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, after the kid basically, you know, hated him. Despite yeah. the fact that this kid hated him. And Todoroki <laughs> tells him one. that, like, yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty pissed if someone told me how to feel or how to do things. Yeah, it, actions speak louder than words. I know we're going back of an episode, but it, yeah. it's almost a nice little inversion of a certain set of words. Uh, Carrie and Justin might know. I will save even those I hate because it is right. Mm -hmm. Except even those who hate me. Um, and then That's we have right. moving on into the next episode of What a Twist. We have oh, the magic twist. Man. Oh. I like this guy. I like this guy already. Gee, so, I wonder why. Damn it, David Blaine. <laughs> Man, wow. stop. Wow, Chris Angel has really fallen on some hard times, huh? <laughs> no, he, he's, he, Chris Angel's showing a lot more powers than I expected from Chris Angel. <laughs> oh, Manipul fans. <laughs> um, I had done a little bit of... Um, reading up on because i really wanted to know more about moonfish because that was <laughs> creepy as fuck and i loved it like yes. so i kind of went down on this rabbit hole of um the all of the all of the villains in the vanguard action squad um and i found compressed i'm like man this guy is rad <laughs> 
it may or may not have had a kind of an impact on something. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, not a ton. Like that is definitely a con- conglomeration, but compress is in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. Just like he was one of many elements that were an inspiration. Yes, he he is the. Uh, uh, that 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 entity is definitely an uh, all for one kind of thing, <laughs> and yes, that way on purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Compress, and his power set's cool, and like his character's cool, and his design is cool. I'm like, this guy is rad, and I love it. <laughs> so he can uh, turn people into marbles. Yep. No, anything. Oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, because he does like he does uh, Todoroki's ice. Yeah, to make the dummy marbles. Yeah. Well, because when a magician is showing you something shiny, it's because he wants to hide. What something else? Something else that he's doing. Yeah. Classic art of mystery. <clears throat> I kind of like how they're just like, "Oh crap, it's a Nomu!" Oh crap. <laughs> yeah, they they just oh, go crap. into the brush oh, and they're like, "Oh shit!" It's the welcome Nomu. Hello, I am Nomu. Pleased to meet you. Into the welcome there. Oh, the Nomus. Yeah. <laughs> you were a plot device that didn't become anything. Um, uh, about that. <laughs> no spoilers, please. Anyways. Um, Goddamn manga readers. <laughs> and what I really love about this episode is we get some nice, delicious character development. Yes, absolutely. I mean, You've, you've got Bakugo. Don't come after me. Yeah. Just you've a got, split you, second. Midoriya, it's exactly like Eraser said. You're going to go all out and become a useless doll. Yep. You have um, uh, Ida freaking out and having a PTSD flashback from his training when he went to fight Stain. Like, we should listen to the pros. <laughs> yeah. And on the converse side, you have the uplifting parts with Yamomo. Yeah. You know, you made a quick, brilliant decision. Good job. Yes. That hashtag is the kind dad. of thing you need to be a hero. And yes, hashtag best dad. Yes, absolutely. And um, I find it kind of interesting that uh, Recovery Girl actually came in and helped Midoriya with his injuries because he didn't do it unwisely. Or yeah, I mean, he would have died yeah. unless he did that. So. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go all out for no reason. Like, he and I think, that, and I think they'll figure. I think that, like, once that's once he's able to talk to them, like, that'll be made obvious. And I think it was obviously kind of made, especially when they were taking muscular away. And Kota so, probably told them the entire story. Yeah. Um. And so then, yeah, I, don't, I doubt anybody's actively upset with uh, Nidoria outside of himself. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's going to be furious with himself. Because that's the kind of person he is. Yeah. But also, my man, Kirishima. Mm-hmm. Sp- spoiler alert. He-, he is officially starting the ascent of and follow through into becoming one of my favorite characters in this series. AKA can... absolute best boy. His arc is literally soaring and amazing. Also, I, I, um, literally considering he's a rock dude, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to say anything without. Uh, I, 
when the manga God came out for this thing, this this has everything to do with the anime, promise. And the manga came out for this part. Everybody thought that this was going to be another redux of the Sasuke retrieval arc. I could see that. Like, and then the manga was, Kai was like, "No, no, fuck you, fuck you guys." So look forward to that. It subverts everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the XY retrieval arc, which has been happening for ages. Yeah, and the students like they're kind of like split. Like half of them want to go after and find them and find Bakugo but then another part of the but they all know that like let the pros handle this because we just got our asses kicked by these guys we just got our shit wrecked but it was an element of surprise but they have that now but also All Might's ringtone a phone call is here really you're your own ringtone <laughs> he's probably... slightly narcissistic i mean you know to what? be fair if i was as amazing and like prolific as him i'd have myself with my ringtone though you know what that probably was he probably recorded that and released it for download as like a charity fundraiser thing and he was like i will be the first person to buy this to show it off so other people buy it uh, or also, is it, I'm wondering if it is just who the person is who was calling him, like, or if it's that if that is his general ringtone. Yeah, maybe it, it's difficult to say, but yeah, the scene immediately following that when he takes the phone call. Yeah, that would <laughs> when be. I find them, here's what I'm going to say. I am. I am here to make to you pay attack. for what you have done. Oh, that got translated. That was differently translated into. Uh, into English. In English. I am here to make you pay for what you have done. Yeah, no, the, 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 the subtitle it is, I am here to counterattack. Um, That's because shit is about to go down. I also love how with the students who are wanting to go and get Bakugo back, I love how they're actually acknowledging, yeah, y'all who are wanting us to stay here and let the pros handle it, you are all 100% right, but we yeah. have our reasons for wanting to go anyway. This isn't Poe Dameron being a jackass and saying, my way is the only right way. I don't care what anybody else says. They this is, know. This is Kirishima saying, he's my friend. I wouldn't be a man or a hero if I didn't go. Yeah. This is their convictions. This is their ideals. This is the very bedrock of their heroism being called into question. Exactly. Just the fact that they can acknowledge, like, okay, yes, you guys who are being the voice of reason are right to be the voice of reason. I oh. am knowingly and willingly choosing to ignore you. Um, hey, uh, goddamn manga readers. <laughs> um, are we getting a, like, rep um, replacement of the shits in the hero team, uh, in the hero course anytime soon? Because some of these mean? characters make zero sense of being heroes. Which ones? fucking grape juice <laughs> no so, so continues to be a character he, he continues to be a character but here's the thing Mineta's character makes sense in a very slight sense he, he's there to give that sort of scope to heroism in the society as it stands you look at Minita, you see a perverted little shit you just want to punt across the street in the ending sequence of the current season you get the little shit stealing kids donuts and then sue punishing him like sue does which by the way 
Don't call me Sue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Minata exists to give basically the, the, the rock bottom of I want to be a hero mindset. I, I think they've touched on it already so far, but his entire MO for wanting to become a hero is it's he knows it's the only chance he stands at ever being considered cool. Yeah, they did. But but still, like you maybe they made a big focus on, you know, heroes will be heroes and heroes are the ones in here. And during the the um the rally race, they brought in these all really great characters who and especially in the sports and the and the spring festival or sports festival, like these characters who wanted to be in the hero course but can't. But people like Mineta make it. Got in. Yeah. Yeah, but like um, that's th- more so where still... I'm getting at. Like, I understand what he represents. I'm just saying that that is the one part where this fault, like this whole what this show does, falls apart for me. I so think that the second also... class is just one B, right? I mean, it's yeah, they're still heroes. Um, but no, I'm talking about like the the general course and the accounting course and things like that. Yeah, like. So I think that's also partially a commentary because on the state of the hero, hero society, like Josh was kind of saying, like, yeah, the fact that Minata got into the hero course and mind control guy who can literally make villains turn themselves in and confess didn't. Yeah. Well, the Conviction. thing is, Minata still, he passed all the tests. I mean, he still actually did his job. I don't like Mineta, but he still actually did his job. Okay, Mineta yeah. is showing the flaws in standardized testing in schools. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's what we're saying. No, and like I said, I understand where like where that logic is because, yeah, mind control kid, yeah, he couldn't mind control a robot. And that's why he didn't get into, a hero, get into the hero course. That's... <laughs> But I mean, that's how you make you want to make villains because that's how you make villains. (laughs) But I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing, though, is because that's his motivation. He knows he has a quirk that is very easily suited to a dark path, and he wants to show the world that he can still be a hero with that kind of quirk. Oh, absolutely. And and going a little bit farther into that, I think that might be why he's not in the hero course, because with the mind control quirk like that, he couldn't mind control the robots, but he's surrounded by other people. He could totally be like, hey, kill this thing for me. Yeah. And well, that I mean, would... he did. In in, in the um, cavalry battle. Well, I know, but that, I mean, like, like in like he failed getting into the hero course because he didn't like his power wasn't suited for robots. Yeah, but he could have just easily been but, like, "Yeah, you're but Josh, my, my minion now." Yeah, but Josh said, you know, like Josh said, is you know that's standardized testing, and I get that. Like I said, I I understand that, but that that plot thread and that that uh, that can only get so far for me. Uh, and he represents everything that I hate in characters. Like, um, by you're the way, not alone there. Shout out to Naval Laser. That was that was well done. Aoyama, yes, he gets Pulled some great through. growth. Good boy. He seems like a character that would get growth. <laughs> he, uh, I'm not going to say anything. God. That's that, that, that's the great thing about this this everything, this franchise now, because it is a franchise. We're getting a video game. Yes. Yeah, we are. Um, it does a be really great job where, like, sends one. 
You're yeah. not going to see too much with Minotaur as far as character growth goes because his character is pretty static. But him aside, because I think we can all agree he's the worst boy. Yeah. Everyone else is handled so beautifully and so well. And it really just makes you look forward to seeing where things go because even though, especially in the anime's case, it's it's focused on Class A and you know Deku and the people surrounding him because it is a story being told from his viewpoint mind you yeah you know he opens up this the, the show with this is the story of how i became the greatest hero yeah but it doesn't we're ever gonna get an illegals um anime crossover oh an actual illegals anime i i would be popular as this show is it yeah, surprises I... me that we don't have that yet I, the thing is that there's not enough source material to come out with much because there's only like 16 chapters and stop full metal alchemist <laughs> well, well see, here, here's I the thing again the th- th- they're trying to do this right because while this is minute uh not mean it's a god damn it deku's story and deku's journey okay. it doesn't do the goku thing and lock in the zoom on him yeah you get to see everyone around him. You get to see, you know, their stories, their development, their growth, their highs and their lows. And that's what I love so much about this manga and about this anime is when I started watching the anime, I had to go and get caught up on the manga because it was so good and I needed more. Now that I'm current with the manga and I know what's coming up in the anime, I'm still looking forward to seeing it because I know it's going to be spectacular. And yeah, reading it in the manga was great. Getting to see it and getting to hear the dialogue and see the action is you know, going to be that much better. Seeing one for all, one million percent, that, that is a moment to see animated. That's what this, that's what the show is doing like all pretty much all anime adaptations of manga it is translating moments into good things and be being very very good advertisement very good advertisement for Tonkoban. so it's lovely all around this show is basically what every anime adaptation should aspire to be we're looking yeah, at you lodos war it it's oh, setting Greg the bar. It, it it and it and Magus Bride are like the two pillars that hold up the high bar. Yeah, we don't talk about Grand Crest. Well, there's got to be someone who knocks the bar over so that we know that it's set at a particularly high point. Because if everything just makes the jump, it's not it's not a challenge. It's not difficult. Yeah, but when you've got things that are you know pinnacles of everything like Magus Bride and in a different way, but you know, the same points, my hero, you can see where the bar is and where some things meet it, or I haven't seen anything really exceed it yet or where they'll fall short. So can we just stop and take a moment and appreciate the fact that we can have this conversation yeah, yeah. Nice, we, we are in such a glorious golden age of nerddom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had the your your nineties animes, which was mostly shonen. 
I mean, you you did have your Sailor Moons, your Magical Girls, yes. But like from what I remember in the U.S., uh, uh, it was Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Inuyasha, in in Inuyasha, Evangelion, which was a little bit more because it made people think more. And then, like as as the internet grew, anime started becoming way more accessible. Like I'm not proud of it, but I used to torrent Naruto, Bleach, Death Note, all these animes because it's the only way I could view them legally. Yeah, Carrie uh, uh, knows this about me. I used not, to I used to get DVDs and torrent entire series to make DVDs for my friends because they just weren't in the states you remember my justin my was my dealer yeah i was a dealer <laughs> yeah that spindle that spindle was how i watched fma yeah you oh want, you want the spindles king? King. you want full metal alchemist i got full metal alchemist yeah i saw shaman, shaman king that way too yeah shaman king by the way the, the, shaman, the shaman king dub is one of my guilty pleasures <laughs> I, I know it's bad no, i cannot I deal <laughs> But anyways, no, I love it, but I know it's bad. Like that is, like I said, there's a reason why I distinctly called it a guilty pleasure. <laughs> so uh, we, are, we are getting a little sidetracked here because we right. still have a bit to dig into. Yes, we. There's a reason why we're only doing three shows this Which, week. Ore, we as, love you. as a brief mention, Ore continues to be batshit fucking crazy, and it's amazing. Yes, <laughs> it, it really is. All right, so, Darling in the Frogs. Buckle in. <sighs> Nothing really happened this week, so we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just need to let ever. you guys. I just need to let you guys know that I'm. I saw everything coming, and I'm mad. <laughs> I'm just so mad. My wife is mad. I'm mad. We got mad together. I got a little bit teary-eyed. Only a little, heartless. <laughs> so okay, I, like oh yeah, whatever. Go ahead, go 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 ahead. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's very good. And so I have my biggest issue with the last, well, not the most recent episode, but the one before it. Eden, they're they're consistent, like making Futoshi to be like a complete and total whiny baby. Yeah. But then they completely turned that around with the episode right after that, which he volunteered and that made me have the have the feel goods. I was okay with that. They have had the the habit of doing that because I remember the same thing happening with Zorome. Mitsuru. <laughs> like everybody like you hate and then the next episode or two you're like why? This was their okay. episode. I mean, this was this the the beginning of their episode, right? This, this was well, and that's the great thing about this show is that these characters are treated as human beings. You know, they make shit decisions sometimes, or they come across as little shits, and then something happens to give it context, or they learn and grow as people are want to do. And Unless you're a nine, better. in which case you're still a little shit. Yeah, the nines are always going to be little shits. Yeah, but these kids, there's like so. I, I want to say human, but uh, yeah, they're they yeah, have they feelings. Are. They they have. Oh my god, um, I'm not going to get into episode uh, 18 yet. 
but in 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 Eden. Oh boy. So, how many of you guys actually watched the uh, the interview clip show special? I know Josh and I did. Uh, I did not. I did not I did. Oh, it was so good. You guys need to watch it. But um, Kokoro's voice actress mentions, yeah, everybody up so far has seen Kokoro as the innocent one. I don't think that's going to last very long. <laughs> oh, um, an- another side note. Or not another side note, but uh, um, Hero has some tiny blue horns. Yeah, yeah, blue oni theory confirmed. Yep. Yeah, pretty sure we all called that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah it, it it was funny. I was uh, I was at CJ's a couple nights ago, uh, a couple weeks ago on Sunday, and they were not home yet. So I started watching the episode. I was five minutes in. They pulled in. The horns came out. And my arms went straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Called it. Called it. It was so good. It it, it, it really is. And it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Because, like, he's transforming. That's. I want to see full, full on final battle. All right. All right. All right. All right. Final Hero battle. with wings. Let's Conclu- do this. Final battle conclusion. They are going to go. Full on red oni, blue oni in a red and blue version of Stratzia. Fighting inside of a galaxy. Fighting inside of a galaxy. We're <laughs> going to go full trigger. It's going to be super awesome. And they're going to pull a Kamina and it's going to suck in the end, but everybody's going to be happy because the world is saved. And well, that's that's something the director mentioned in that interview we guys we were telling you guys to to watch is, you know, that they, they asked him about, you know, how things are going to go forward and he he basically summed it up there is a story we're going to tell it may not be a happy ending for everyone but it is the ending of their story uh yeah as it should and um we pretty much have uh death flags everywhere at the end of episode 17 yeah, the one as, where... as I was mentioning before, like they're turning the death flags into literal stakes for our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we're e- we're even getting death flags for people we weren't expecting to get death flags for, like Nana. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. What is that? Re- reverting to puberty. And then we find out, oh, Hachi and Nana were a team at one point. And then yes. they had all of their all of their what's it called? Um, you know, con- squad mates. Emotional conditioning. Like their, yeah. Yeah. They they went through emotional reconditioning. Also, they you guys they're parasites that managed to grow up. Yes. What the fuck is happening there? So I think Nana's and Hachi's are roles, and yeah. some plantation like there are. Every every plantation, every group of parasites has their own Nana and own Hachi. Yeah, because Alpha the nine, the Alpha. nine does say we'll just have to get a new Nana. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't think those are names. I think they are absolutely roles. Yeah. Wait, uh, is is there a number for Nana? Seven. Wait, is it seven? Hachi? There's Hachi is eight. Hachi is eight. My my point is though is that you know we've we're, we've been seeing signs of premature aging in the parasites, but somehow here are two former parasites that have adult bodies. Yeah, like what we 
would consider as a quote-unquote normal adult body, not the weird-ass adults in this series that have hearts on the outside of their chests. And here's the other thing. With the ending of Eden, we're getting a lot of convergence as to what the the most core themes are for this series. Because we see two members of Ape going after the Klaxosaur princess. The yep. entity from the opening sequence that looks a lot like Zero Two, except right. she's got a horn at the front of the head and a horn at the back of the head and two fucking dragons. Love her. She's big fantastic. old dragon. So and spider legs. But it, it's very quick and easy to miss. She calls the thing that she kills a human, wa- human wannabe. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then in the next episode, we get the members of Ape talking about getting rid of their shells. And In by other that, words, I mean bodies. bodies. So I think Fuck you figure a show <laughs> about male and female sexual relationships, there's a lot going on about bodies in this. So I have a theory. Um, I think the Klaxosaurs are the quote-unquote natural human evolution points. Because they make a quote of when they come down, who knew the Klaxosaurs still had this kind of um, technology. And then later, uh, they're going to be destroyed by, uh, she chooses to die by the hands of her own creation or something like that. It's late and I've had medication, so it's very hard for me to concentrate. Um, Josh? Yo. Have you read Oathbringer yet? All right, I'm going to just text Gary something later so I can freak out about shit. So, but I think that I, I, my theory is that they are, that the Klaxosaurs are actually human, like, evolution points, and Ape is mayhaps just straight AI that is now trying to recreate what it was told that humans are supposed to be. It's an interesting possibility. Because, I mean, we did already get that nice little tidbit about the things inside the cores, inside the Klaxosaurs. Yep. They're trying to be human without doing the human stuff, such as emotions and reproduction. Yeah, which are straight up banned. Yeah. well, It's not even banned. It's, you can't even talk about it. You can't even, like, it's, it's done. Like, as soon as that happens, you're, you're done. Yeah, um, because they, they, they keep the reproductive part because they need it for to pilot the Franks, but then when they get older, they have it removed. Or if they get older. Because it seems like the adults have one uh, one gender, pretty much. Yeah. Like, like gender as a social construct, I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and they did get on that, like, gender as a social construct thing today in this episode. Because Alpha... Oh, yeah, with Ikuno... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a moment. That was man, this show's good. <laughs> that was a moment. You're right. Man, this show's good. <laughs> um, I oh, also, I mean, it, it happened, but obviously, somebody finally got laid in the series. Yeah. Right? Good job, Mitsuru, the guy who we all thought was gay and is legit just bisexual, and I love him for it. Yep. Like, awesome. and I'm, so this is why I go back to saying I'm angry. I'm angry. 
I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm, I'm hurt. Okay. I'm, hashtag shook. Okay. I knew it was gonna come, and I was angry that they like the whole reconditioning thing that made me angry. I'm oh, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's wait till we get to that episode. We already are on that episode. We've okay, we have to that episode. Yeah, I, I know, but we got to start at the beginning of episode eighteen. So it starts out real super fucking cute with oh, them getting ready for the wedding. And it's adorable. Yeah. It makes you feel happy about their future. It's like, just out. how you knew it was going to go south. Of course. <laughs> and by the way, Ichigo is starting to um, to get onto their bullshit. Yeah, when, really. When she's, talking, when she's talking to Hachi and she sees the computer monitors and was like, oh, they were watching us. Yeah, they were watching us the time. whole time. Uh... Good job. Speaking of Ikuno, good job on finally admitting your feelings. Yeah, right. And it's 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 done in the perfect way. Yeah, it's like she's like, I don't know what I should do with these feelings that I have for you, and it's just like she. Oh my god. And Strawberry is like we're all a little weird in our own ways. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and good job, good job, Strawberry. Like, hey, you know, it, it's you know, we've been over this before. It's obvious that Ichigo is just hetero, but good job on her for not like freaking Close out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking she out and weird. shaming. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a moment of, I cannot accept your confession, but I accept you. Yeah. yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah, I don't I, share your feelings, but your feelings are valid. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, there's, I don't know if I can quit. It, basically, that's what makes you you. Like that's that is the Ichigo that I think is the reason why everybody was so angry on the internet at her. Yeah, like because the Ichigo that we've been built up to care about is a was suddenly character. subverted. Yeah, is a caring, understanding, second. loving character, and then fuck you. Yeah, it was it was literally like 12 or 15 episodes of caring about a character and suddenly she's completely different. I think that well, I don't think she was all that different. I still believe that she was being absolutely in sincere in character. In, in no, yeah, caring I'm, I'm, for Hiro and just expressing it really She she did it she did everything in character, but the internet being the what it is they, build they, it up, they, build they it don't up. want to stop to think about it. They just want to be angry. Yeah. They want something to shout about on the internet. <laughs> I don't I don't want solutions. I want to be mad. Yeah. Speaking of things to be mad about, how about Zero Two's nightmares? Man. Oh, boy. Man. Oh, boy. Jeez. Well, she has oh. gone through a lot of... Uh... A lot of piss, uh, stamens. Stamens, yep. yeah. Jeez. And now that she's starting to have actual feelings and being able to process things, she's starting to feel real bad about that. Yeah. Oh. Or that makes me have the feely feels. All the time. The feely like, feels that make me feel feely. This version of Zero Two, like, as she's basically becoming more complete as a person is just so fucking adorable. Yeah, like, they're doing a very good job at, like, making her look different as she is in very subtle ways, but, like, especially since we had the the 
kill Asterolitia, um, she looks different, and I love them for that. You guys know what? Flower crown. You guys know what is honestly surprising about the series? You may continue staring. We are 16, 17 episodes in, and in the last four episodes, we have not seen a single robot. And we're not angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like super okay with it. And if, uh, that is not, if that is not a testament to the show's merits, I don't know what is. Yeah. And this, this is sh- not. This episode is so goody because it's like we don't exactly know what marriage is. We just know that when two people love each other, they get married. Yeah. And they don't care. They're like, this is how things work. And they're using the book as a manual, basically. Like this one picture that Zero Two redrew from memory after eating it. They're like, oh yeah, here's the ring, here's the dress. And Putra's I want to be that person. I call this role. I fucking love that. The I love you so much that I want to make, that I want to wish you happiness. Yeah. I'm so glad that, that they didn't go into like a jealousy thing on that one. Well, I mean, he did for a little bit, but... Yeah, but then he, he realizes... Better. Yeah, he got better. Was What's so, that called? So Character development? development? He learned the very painful lesson that sometimes the best thing for someone you love is to let them be happy, whether that involves you or not. Yeah. Also, can we talk about him wearing a pot on his head to conduct <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> And also, just showing the fact that, you know, even though they're maturing, they're still children as they're setting up for a wedding and get distracted kicking a ball around. Oh, hi, Mark. Zorame (laughs) dynamically enters the fray. And then, yeah. And so then they get they get golded for kicking the ball around. So like, okay, we need to get back for decorating. Wait, let's make this great. And they just decide to paint the entire fucking house. Yeah. And then like, they, yeah, they make a wonderful ones. dress, a wedding dress, out of, out of curtains. Out of curtains. <sighs> Those kids are good. Yeah. That is probably held on with so many fucking safety pins. <laughs> but she looked great. She really did. I do want to know where they got the veil. So, amazing episode. And then the second half The hits. shit hits the fan. Literally. Oh my god. They pretty much the police drop in. The they they bring in an entire squadron of armed uh, Yeah, this is fucking SWAT. Yeah. Also in this in this episode and there are some in between frames that look so bad. It made me laugh. There's a picture of one of the nines that just looks so, so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> He's just like, Ooh. it's one, was one of the ones that had the mask on, and uh, it's in like this battle-looking stance, but it also looks like it looks really stupid. It's hard to explain. And we find out that. Uh... Zero Two is strong, but not against, what is it, like six other people who are probably just as strong as she is? Yeah, basically. 
Oh, I, I I can't believe we didn't stop to talk about the split second of the fact that Goro was the flower girl. <laughs> Best he's, bro, he's, he's God truly bro. the softest boy. The God bro of all God bros. <laughs> it's Goro. Whoosh. And he's so happy about it. Right? Such a, he's such a good boy. So pure. Could you Protect imagine him. the Protect Korwai and Goro, the, the best <laughs> bros together? God, the shenanigans that would occur. With, with Ruth as the best dog. <laughs> Be- best best doggo. Also, um, Kokoro lending Zero to her uniform, I guess, so she can match everybody else. Yeah, that was really nice. I wonder what, if she's a part of Squad Thirteen. Why is she not wearing their uniform to begin with? Because she's still a special person. I'm surprised yeah. that she didn't just pull a zero two and is like, "I'm wearing this now." So yeah, Excuse then me. this shit hits the fan. Uh, little things sprinkled throughout both of the episodes. Turns out these kids are still sick. Yeah. Yep. Goro's still dealing with a fever. Ikuno's still dealing with a fever. The the quote unquote child fever. That 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 uh well Ikuno has a pretty easy uh t- tonic that she could take for her fever. Just uh it's infused with strawberries. <laughs> um But yeah, we get to this camp for children. Ooh. Like that that place looks about as inviting as Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> and probably more lethal. And we get the unfortunately brainwashed Mitsuru and Kokoro. Oh, to the uh, point that they don't even recognize each other anymore. Not for yeah. wearing rings. She's pregnant. And that's that's what I'm segueing into. Is we get her being captivated by that lone Sakura blossom for a moment. Yep. Calling it right now. There's gonna be a baby, and she's gonna name the fucking thing Sakura. Probably. Yeah. Oh, and the the wire rings. Yeah, they kept the rings. That was surprising. Yeah, it's it, that I think was because how hard it was to put that thing on her finger. They could have cut it off. They, like, the I, I think that the ring thing. Her, yeah, yeah I, I think the ring thing comes back to Ape not knowing what it is. Right. They don't know the yeah. meaning behind it because because they again, didn't. They're robots and they don't know what that means. And if this has been banned for however long it has been, they're not going to be like, hey, that's a wedding ring. We have to get rid of it. Yeah, their primary concern was the kids were bumping uglies. Yep. My my theory about the whole thing is is that Kokoro had such strong feelings about it that, as we saw with Zero Two, she didn't forget after the memory conditioning. Kokoro connected the thing to the Sakura, because if you recall during the wedding... There was the a big Sakura was blooming. The fact that she stopped and saw the Sakura, she's like, wait. What mm-hmm. is that? Why do I care about that? Yeah, there, she at least is going to remember. And it'll be interesting to see if those memories reconnect when uh, she and Mitsuru pilot again. Or if they're going to switch the partners back to prevent that from happening. I, I, I don't so, think they will. Just because right. I don't think they realize that the memory connection actually makes a difference. Because I don't think they know that that uh, Hero has all of his memories now. Or Zero Two has her memories. 
Zero but, Two kind of already had them for a while, but Hero has been completely different ever since the memory reconditioning. But after that connection he had with Zero Two, where the memories finally melded again and all the pieces fit back together, I don't think they've ever actually covered that with Ape. Yeah, and they're probably not going to, but I'm wondering how much Ape knows about what exactly gets passed between partners when you're connected like that. Like, if they think, oh, it's a possibility that, you know, their feelings might sync up again, they might just want to err on the side of caution and switch them just to see, you know. Like, they wouldn't know for sure that, oh, it's going to make them remember, but they might want to be like, oh, hey, let's not play with fire, you know. We will find out, I suppose. It um, might also be technology they don't really know how it works yet, because as you know, if if we're harkening back to the Klaxosaurus having all this massive technology, Ape might have just seen some cool stuff and be like, "We know that that thing does something. Let's take it." Right. Yeah, but how would how would the Nines or all the Nanas and Hachis never told Ape anything about what happens in the cockpit? Yeah. Well, uh, like Frank's obviously has some shit to do with everything because he's the person that controls all of the mind-altering yeah. stuff, but... Um, he's also what the robots are named after. Right, so... They're his creation, so... If, if anybody's gonna wind up doing the complete flip turn and either being the best thing or the worst thing in the series, it's gonna it's be the, Dr. Funk. It's the doc. So, yeah. Um, hey, guys. Uh, we're headed to the end of the discussion anyways, and I gotta head to bed, but we've already talked pretty much everything that I want to talk about, and I love you guys, oh. and thank you for discussing anime. Winds of Revolution. Oh, we're starting oh, yeah. next episode. They're, they've, they, that's what the stinger at the end of it was, we're tired of it, or something along those lines. Like, Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we get the very yeah. similar note to Heroes, when did I stop asking questions? Yeah. Wait, so... there was a stinger? Well, no, just before the uh, oh, okay. credits dropped. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I clicked out of the, the video at the I, like, when I, the I credits were rolling. The I went to the end <laughs> of the video to make sure that I wasn't like missing a stinger. Okay. Sorry. No, it's just him no when he's looking out the window, uh, Hero, and he's just like... Um, oh, I forget what the actual I, quote I foresee, is. I foresee next episode turning out to be a rebellion against ape with all maybe the kids not a, in that camp maybe not a full-out rebellion but definitely the seeds yeah so because like this definitely like, like the fact that they would so willing take the uh test squad and screw it up like they did yeah they're, they're gonna yeah i, I, I wouldn't be surprised dr franks did something yeah like, hey, you guys fucked with my experiment. Right. Oh, look, this wall accidentally got blown up. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> Science. I accidentally upgraded all of Squad 13's Franks. By the way, I really want to see what Naomi's Franks would have looked like. That's that's random. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. But clearly there was there must have been another unit. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I think then we are going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. No use yeah. going several more hours on things that we can. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about here in a couple of weeks, in a couple hey. of, in a month or so. 
because we are going to be at MetroCon in Tampa, Florida, July 19th through 22nd. We are hosting not one, but two panels. As you can probably tell, we are huge fans of the Studio Trigger. So, Anime Otaku Show presents Studio Trigger, Subversion, Inspection, and Looking Beneath the Surface. Anime Track, B Panel Room 25, Saturday, July 21st, 8 at 10 a.m. Followed up directly with a little bit of more of an interesting take on this show proper. Anime Otaku Show 2017 and early 2018. Anime in review. Same room, an hour later. We won't kick you out if you want us to hang out in there. That is MetroConventions.com to get your tickets and come hang out with us. Let yeah, us know, come hang out let with us. Let us know if you listen to the show and uh, I'll give you something. Well, let's JoJo pose together. Yes, exactly. All of the JoJo posing, um, we'll force we'll force Josh to do it too. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I would absolutely love to JoJo pose, but I'm afraid I'd throw my back out. <laughs> All right, you get Joe old pose. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yep. And you can email um, the show at show at geek-io.net. All of our social media is slash geek.io show. That's Twitter, Facebook, and all of the above. It's slash geek.io show. And uh, we have a Discord, discord.com slash geek.io. Um, yeah. Come hang out with us. Uh, you can support the stream and everything that we do on the Geek.io Network by heading over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Later, fam. Later. What if I am? Love you. Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this KK Media Network production. Copyright 2018. You see how that works? Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>